Here's what happened this morning with Stacey and Clayton. Great hits and the best rock ever. 96.3 Cruise FM. It's Stacey and Clayton. Windy enough for you? <laughs> you know why it was so windy yesterday, right, Stacey? Why? Because Alberta sucks and Manitoba blows. Ah! <laughs> so funny. Honestly, though, the wind yesterday... Oh, it sucked. I wish we could use expletives. Yeah. Because I have a few choice words for it. Uh, and again, this is nothing against people without hair or short hair or whatever. But as someone who has long hair in weather like yesterday, mm-hmm. what a pain in the ass. My hey, God. Hey, hey. I was getting Language. Fiona out of the back seat. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was because of the way the door was open and just the way the wind was gusting. I felt all my all my hair. Mm-hmm be blown straight up and then twisted Hmm. by the wind. I just, it went off my shoulders up into the air, twisted, and then like was in an absolute rat's nest for the rest of the day. Yeah, another win for the bald people out there. Honestly. (laughs) Let's go. I just, thought it was so, and there's something about wind. It doesn't like, it doesn't get you wet like the rain. Mm-hmm. You don't have to slop through it like the snow. No. Uh, it's just super annoying. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. And, of course, it, like, blows over green bins. Hey. I saw someone's swing set get got broke. You can uh, you can just throw in a windbreaker. Those are those, uh, <laughs> those do great things. Windbreakers really help with the wind. Hey, you know what? The opposite of air horns for the windbreaker. Taking it back. The worst invention ever. Why name it that? Oh, it's the windbreaker. Can someone explain why it's named a windbreaker? I have no idea. Because 9380963. Are you serious? Yeah. Because it cuts, it's like uh, almost like parachute material in a way, so yeah. it blocks the wind from being as cold against you. Ah, it just makes me feel like a sailboat. That's what it makes me feel like. I get, it, it adds to the wind, <laughs> if anything. Like, it pushes you back. It makes you a big sail for the wind. It's not meant to like stop the wind it's meant to break the wind it's meant to make it less cold against your skin according to me and the dictionary (laughs) breaking the wind means it's broken and it still affects me. Windbreakers, you're a lie. You're Remember those a lie. ones that you could, what were they called, where you could fold them back up into that fanny pack thing? Oh, man, those, God, are, those nice. are good. Also, too, like the leaves from my neighbor's yard, all over my yard now. Thanks a lot, wind. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Alberta and Manitoba, because you suck and blow. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Never gets old. Time for another episode of You Know Your Old When. Uh, you Know Your Old When. People leaving their shoes in front of the door really pisses you off. And rightly so. And like, here's the thing. We're old, so obviously <laughs> this pisses us off. But like, when you're young, here's what you do when someone leaves your shoes in front of the door. You just, oh, step over them and get on with your day. That's what you, you do. You literally get over Maybe it. Maybe you just kick them in the closet, kick them to the side, whatever. It does not affect you at all. You are not even aware. You probably leave your shoes right beside their shoes in the way. <laughs> um, but when you become old like us, all of a sudden you are very aware of shoe placement around the front door. <laughs> It's so true. And you just, you hate people that Uh, leave their shoes right in the way. Like, when you open the door and 
it hits a shoe and it jams. Yep. Right? And if you're aggressive when you open the door, your shoulder maybe hits it. Oh, shit. Who left their shoes there? It's just, for me, it's almost like when you t- when you get in the car and you put your seatbelt on, it's reflex. When I walk through the door and I take my shoes off, I instinctively move to the left or the right. Like, I just move over and put my shoes down because growing up, I don't know why, but shoe placement was like a huge thing in oh, my family. If you I didn't know put why. your shoes to the side? I know why, because you grew up in a Mennonite household. And, and if how you dare did you? not put your shoes to the side, oh boy, wow. you are going to bed without supper. <laughs> Probably. Maybe for the rest of the week. <laughs> that is that is a big no no in the Mennonite house. Um it's just when you're young it doesn't matter. And like you said, oh, it's like your seatbelt. Well, Kicking, Not for everyone. Kicking shoes to the side isn't going to save your life, right? Like a seatbelt having that reaction, a seatbelt's going to save your life. This is just shoes in front of the door. But it should still be a reflex motion. Like you should just, you should know because it's common courtesy, right? For the people that come in behind you. You don't want to leave your shoes there for them to step on, so you put them to the side. Yeah, it's not hard. It's also not that hard to just go, um, excuse me. Step over them. Yeah, but we're old, so it bothers me. Exactly. Okay. I'm just just trying to make good radio here and disagree with you. (laughs) I hate this too. It's just just put them aside or leave them outside before the door. Something like that. Yeah. Not really an option in the winter time. The worst is if there's like a shoe rack too, and people purposely avoid the shoe rack. What is wrong with you? Don't even get me started. That's a whole other topic. Yesterday, we did a um, at-work lunch office delivery. That's not even close to what it's called. Office lunches? Workplace lunches. Workplace lunches. (laughs) With our... time's the charm, though. Yeah, there we go. We've been doing it for a while. Uh, Pitchfork Marketing Kitchen, they're the ones that provide us with the delicious lunch. We go pick it up. We take it to people, make their day. They enjoy a delicious lunch. And I went there yesterday to grab the lunch, and then we had to truck all the way over to Can Seat Equipment to see Aaron, which is like way in the north, kind of by Marquis-ish area, which, by the way... If you haven't been in that neck of the woods for a while, take a drive. I was blown away. That's just you, though. That's all been there for like three, four years. God, I'm behind. (laughs) Regardless. Leave the house every once in a while. (laughs) Go to the North Industrial. Uh, But leaving Pitchfork, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get myself a snack because it was a long drive all the way from there to uh, Canseed. So I was like, I'm going to get a Puff Wheat Square from Pitchfork. It was massive. And it was absolutely delicious. I had it on my Instagram how delicious it was. And then I posted a picture of myself like I put peanut butter on my puff wheat squares. Mm-hmm. Just uh, every time you take a bite, I put like a, you know, a good teaspoon, tablespoon on there. And I don't know what it was, but the reaction I got based on that, it's like people had never done this before. Put peanut butter on anything, put really. Peanut butter mm-hmm. and chocolate is like the ultimate flavor combination. Yeah. I think we've talked about this. We did a flavor combo draft. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure peanut butter and chocolate was like the number one. And some people were like, oh my God, that's amazing. I've never thought of that before. Well, it's because people just don't eat puffed wheat anymore. Is that what it is? Puffed wheat it's- is not like it really, it really tapered down in popularity. I think around 1998. <laughs> to be exact. Maybe 1997. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But it's just, <laughs> I don't think it survived Y2K. Oh no. It was, it was, you know, a lot of things survived Y2K. Puffed wheat squares was not it. It, it was, was one of those like Rice Krispie squares, puffed wheat squares. You had them for your lunches. Your moms made them. They were everywhere. They were, in, now, the, they were in the foil. They were available yeah. in the concession stand. And now they're just, And now yeah. there's like packaged stuff. Why would you bother? But I have to say, if you make yourself a puffed wheat square, 
recipe. Only thing is, though, here's the thing. Slather peanut butter. Yeah, but good puffed wheat's really good. Yeah. But then, like, medium puffed wheat is really bad. You know what? You can go very wrong with puffed wheat. The ones that crumble in your hands and just totally fall apart. Go to Pitchfork, get their puffed wheat square. It's gigantic, and it's delicious. Saskatoon's Greatest Hits, 96.3. Cruise FM. I definitely had time to fit the Cruise FM in there. Stretch that one out a little. I wanted to be fancy. I wanted to be fancy. <laughs> uh, it's Stacy and Clayton. How are you? Good morning. I saw a tweet where this lady was talking about growing up. Uh, when it was your birthday, you had a cake and it had coins in it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, this is all very familiar to me. And she was questioning whether it was a Canadian thing. And I no. am one of those people. I grew up with birthday cakes, always had coins in them. Mm-hmm. And they were wrapped um, previously in wax paper back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then Grandma used to wrap them in saran wrap. They weren't baked in the cake, you didn't like pour the batter into the pan and then throw it in the oven with coins in it because that's just weird. You placed them in the cake once it was baked, wrapped up, and then you iced it and Bob's your uncle. And so some of these people were like, oh, I've never heard of, what the hell is that? That's really crazy. And I was like, coins in your cake? That was always what we did. That's just what you do. It was. Was and it a trash thing? Looking back on it now, was it like a trashy thing to do? I don't. I thought it was amazing. Who doesn't want best, money in their birthday cake? Some of the best memories as a kid was finding a toonie in the birthday cake. And it was always the unexpected coin too, where you're like, oh, I didn't actually see it, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh it was super dangerous. Damn looking those back nickels. on it. Oh yeah, it was very very <laughs> dangerous. We were just talking about puffed wheat cake. How it didn't survive Y2K? Yeah, like it just got way less popular. Uh-huh. I think same with the coins in the cake. Oh my god, just you're right. Did not survive Y2K. And why not? Who doesn't want to find money in your cake? Here's the other question: Did your family? Um, my family had this weird rule that we never really adhered to. But if you found the coin, you had to give it to the birthday person. No. Hard no. That is yours. Because it was you weird. Hard. You didn't choke on that coin. That takes effort. <laughs> right? That's yours now. No, we would. And then it would be really gross because my cousin would be like spitting it out into his hand. He's like, here's your loony. And I was like, okay, that's gross. Oh, no. The best birthday game I, I ever saw was someone put uh, a bunch of coins into balloons. And then you have a, you tape them up on the wall or something like that. And then oh, you throw yeah, darts yeah. at it. And the kids would get that. But here's where it became super dangerous. Uh, the kids would try and like look in the balloon to see what like because there were loonies, toonies, right. quarters, right? Sometimes five dollar bills. So you try and cheat and really look close. Well, kids aren't paying attention. Darts? They're just oh, throwing God. darts while kids are right by the balloons. <laughs> it's just wow, choking hazards and, and flying then sharp things. We just, went out to play lawn darts. Just birthday parties in the eighties <laughs> for you. I don't know if they keep track of. Dumb and Dumber clips used by Canadian radio stations, <laughs> but we are by far 100%. in the lead. 100%. And we're about to take the lead by even more now because the Lotto Max once again went unclaimed in Canada. Unbelievable. So it's going to carry over into Friday. $70 million again and $61 million Max Million prizes totaling $130 million. Lloyd Christmas, Uh take it away. So you're telling me there's a chance. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, bud. Yeah! Oh, big chance. I feel good. I have two tickets. Burning a hole in my wallet. Felt Uh, good on Tuesday when I bought my tickets. And then I had the same feeling the previous Thursday when I bought my ticket. And Mm -hmm. then I had that exact same feeling that Tuesday when I bought my ticket. And Mm -hmm. then they've done 18 draws so far. The previous record was 16 draws in a row. So. Can someone just win this damn money already? Or can we just give the money to charity or That's something? That's not a lottery. I no, know it's not lotteries how it works. do give money to charity. Oh, they do. No, they're huge. But why not like this huge lump sum of money? Why not? They're like you know. You what? know what they're doing? They're giving the money we spend. Why not? Why to not? The if they're just like you know what, guys, we tried to give you this money. But you blew it. You blew it. No <laughs> one picked the right numbers. We tried, guys. We tried giving you the money. So now For we're just, weeks. Do you think people would have a problem with that, though, if they really donated it to, to good, solid charities? Well, I feel like they would have to do it on the next draw because people have like actually bought tickets for this They'd have money. To give it the heads up, right? Yeah. Like, if all okay. of a sudden the commission was like, actually, you know what? Scrap the seventy million. We're taking this and uh-huh. giving it. They'd have to just, you know, make a charitable donation ahead of time with statements being like, this is how it's going to work. But even if you're that upset, would you go to Facebook and be like, I can't believe they're donating all this money to charity. Oh, those jerks. I had a 1 in 378 million chance <laughs> shot of winning this and you took it away from me, Lotto Max. Like, no, I don't know. No, like, of course not. I think after 10, like if it carries over 10 times, that's when it just goes to money. Give it to kids uh, sport. Okay. Give it to whoever. Whoever what's deserves that, it. What's that called in sports when there's way too many goals? And the other team has none. Oh, the mercy a rule. Mercy rule. A mercy rule. <laughs> Again, guys, we tried to give you the money. Honestly. This is on you. <laughs> That's your own fault. You got to pick the winning numbers, guys, okay? <laughs> but seriously. So you're telling me there's a chance. Oh, yeah, bud. Yeah! Fat Bear Week has wrapped up, and congratulations to... Uh, 747 Chonky Boy 747 declared this year's winner. It's uh, his second title in three years. He knows what he's doing, he knows how to eat salmon and get fat. People take this very seriously, by the way. Like, they place bets on who's going to be the fattest bear. People take the bear watch every single fall very serious. 900,000 votes were received on Fat Bear Week. And, uh, yeah, Bear 747. They have a little, on the article, they have, like, a slide where you can go from, here's what it looked like before, to here's him now, and good night, he is a unit. Mm -hmm. Like, I would... This is the thing. I, it's all a visual contest, right? Here's a picture of Bear 747. Here's a bear picture of another one. And you just vote for the biggest one. Mm-hmm. I want statistics. I want to know how much Bear 747 weighs and how much he gained. Like, I want numbers. Go get them then. No, no. That's what uh, conservation officers? Oh, so. Wildlife officers yeah. are for? You want the numbers the without bear. doing any of the work. Tranquilize the bear. Yeah. On a tarp and lift said tarp on one of those scale, whales, weigh scales. Yeah. yeah. And tell me that, holy crap, he put on 300 pounds in two months. Hey, it's just that easy, you guys. Just well, go out into the wilderness and find the bear. Yeah. And then tranquilize it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, get a helicopter yeah. with a tarp. And that's going to take a I've lot of people. Seen this on nature shows many of times. I'm sure people will just volunteer their time. It's oh, cool. Definitely. Everyone's going to be super interested in the weight of bears like you are so obviously it'd just be people would show up to do this because what if sounds like a good time hunting bears what if bear 747 just looks big but what if the other bear 
put on more weight. Maybe maybe he carries it differently. (laughs) Oh, no. Imagine if that one bear found out he got robbed of the fat bear title. Oh, he'd be livid. Oh, wait, it's a bear. It's true. Doesn't know words or numbers, Stacey. These bears have no idea how popular they are, that people are just watching them gain weight and maybe putting money on it. It's weird. You know how Fox News has those finance shows, those investing shows? So many little stocks on the bottom, all fluctuating. I like to watch that and pretend like I know what's going on, but... I just watched the TSX. I have have no idea. I know which that one is. Oh, the Dow is up. What about pork bellies? Or how are those doing? Exactly, right? <laughs> um, Fox News, there was this uh, financial expert on there the other day. A pundit? Talking about inflation. Oh, yeah. Everyone's talking about inflation right now. It's the cool, hip thing to do. Uh, this guy tried to fit in with the cool crowd. You want to know how bad inflation is? Yesterday, yes, I had a nice lunch at Taco Bell. Cost me about $28 at Taco Bell for lunch. So, first of all, your line... Uh, <laughs> Who eats $28 worth of food from Taco Bell? Second of all, if you're not lying, you would not be on TV right now. You would be in your bathroom, you know. Taking care of business. You know, you would not be able to move after $28 for lunch at Taco Bell. People were doing the math. Like, this guy got called out immediately. They're like, oh, really, sir? Oh, really? $28 at Taco Bell? So you got 14 burritos. Well, that's the thing. I want to go to Taco Bell now and try to spend 28 bucks and see what I can get just to be like in your face, man. Even if you're going with like the premium items at Taco Bell, like not the dollar menu items, you're going with the premium stuff, the combos, the good exclusive items, you're still getting like three combos for $28. You're getting three meals. Is it because it's more... No, it's not more expensive no. in the U.S. And also, too, you're a, you're a financial expert, bud. <laughs> Do better with your money. One lunch at a fast food place, $28? I'm not trusting a word you say. In horrible news and probably obvious news, scientists are reminding us that it is bad to eat late at night. Shift workers disagree. Right? Like, what if, obviously, they're talking about people who are like, oh, I like to eat a full pizza with a side of breadsticks at 9.30 and then go to bed. Mm -hmm. That's not great because your food does just sit in your body. You don't have an opportunity to burn anything off Mm -hmm. by doing daily activities. And it contributes to basically, like, they go on to say, like, uh, obesity and you gain weight faster and your body doesn't work as well because you're just laying there with a full belly of bad food. But who couldn't figure that out? I don't know why Wait, we needed science to show us. Who was sitting there thinking, oh, I'm going to eat a bunch before bed because that's just that's just good sense right there. That's, that's just healthy. Eat a bunch of calories and then do nothing. That's got to be good for the body, right? Who's thinking like that? I remember like back in the bar days where you would go out and drink like a bunch, which are also calories, mm-hmm. right? And then on the way home, you got the cab to stop at McDonald's so you could pick up a 20-pack of nuggets with some McChicken sauce and a large fry yeah, and then immediately pass out and go to sleep. We're still here aren't we yes we are we made it that is true we're all good screw this article see like that's the thing that <laughs> i hate these doom articles if you eat after eight o'clock you will die like, yeah no just 
Everyone relax, okay? There's Sometimes enough, you have to. There's enough doom and gloom in the world right now, okay? Let us have some chips at 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> Seriously, why are you trying to take all... Trying to take... Why are you trying to take all the fun out of life? Can't eat at night anymore. Also, don't eat in the morning. because Basically, eat between 11 and 1. That's yeah. when you can eat. That's when you're allowed to be healthy and eat. Okay. Yeah, okay. Just do whatever you want. Thanks, tips. I remember someone told me, oh, you can't have Pepsi before noon. I was like, why? Well, just because it's weird. You have a Dr. Pepper every morning at like 7 a.m. Yeah, well, that's because I wake up at 3 in the morning, okay? So my noon is 8 o'clock in the morning. There you go. But I used to sit there and wait until noon. Oh, I can't have a pop now. Because that one person when I was in grade 3 said it was kind of weird to have one. Guys, eat whenever you want. Do whatever you want. You do you. The world's going down the toilet anyway, so may as well make some memories while we're here. Have those nuggets. If you've turned on a TV in the last six months, there's a good chance you have seen an ad for a betting website, a betting app, something sports betting related. <laughs> sports betting is everywhere. It is. It's the new Tamagotchi, Stacy. It's the new <gasps> hip, trendy thing to do. Everyone seems like they're betting on sports now. And we've talked about it a lot sports betting. Mm -hmm. But we talk about like toonie bets with your friends, maybe a $5 sports select when you're at the gas station. The NHL pool at work. Exactly. (laughs) Like those are the types of of bets and gambling that we're talking about. It is just ridiculous the things that you can bet on now. Like you can do these live game parlays and it's... Parlay sounds fancy. Oh, it's a very fancy word. Love saying it. Parlay. Um, But the thing is you can bet on things other than just like who wins and who loses. Now you can bet on if this person's going to score a goal. Right. And you can even get more specific. This person's going to score a goal with less than 10 minutes left in the second period. Oh, geez. And right, the odds of that happening, pretty slim. But yeah. if it happens, boom, you get a lot of money. People put these huge parlays together, and it's so awesome to see just how close they come. Oh, well, because it's completely out of your hands. Oh, it's right? completely out of your hands. So yesterday during the Oilers game, right? Empty net. Evander Kane's going down. Right. And instead yes. of taking that goal, he passes it back to Connor what McDavid. What a guy. Well, someone had this ridiculous, like, 13 part parlay. Like, they had 13 things, and yeah. 12 of them went right. <gasps> and all they needed was Evander Kane to score. <laughs> and he had a wide open net at the end of the game. And he gave it to McDavid. Gave it to McDavid. Oh, my God. I lost like $1,000 on that play. Just because Evander Kane decided to be a good guy. Meanwhile, someone else probably won like ten grand because they bet on Connor McDavid to get a hat trick. So it goes both ways, right? Oh but this my is God. why I'm glad that I'm broke and I don't have the money to do this. Because <laughs> if I did, I would go nuts. I would. Oh man, like losing that much money on a sports on a sports game. Right. You know when you're watching a YouTube video and someone punches the TV. Because they're so mad at oh, what yeah, just yeah. happened. Uh, forever, I'm like, oh, I can't relate to that. Why? That would be me. You punch a TV for I, a thousand bucks? Yeah. Well, no. I haven't punched anything in my life. There you Fun go. fact. I'm a huge <laughs> wussy. <laughs> huge wussy. Maybe that's why I only put toonies there down on go. NFL Safe. games. Huge wuss over here. 
We all have that one friend who seems to always be doing renos on their house. They update their kitchen like every two years. They're always working on their bathroom. Must be nice. It's got to be the trendiest thing possible, right? Their house has to look the trendiest. Um, the new trend with kitchen renos, kitchen DIY, whatever you want to call it, um, open cabinets. Open cupboards. Like taking, or just even shelves in yeah, general. Taking the doors off of your cabinets and showing off your plates, showing off your glasses, because they say, hey, that looks good. Like, it's like plates a and stuff piece. now. Yeah. Plates and stuff. When, the, when they're organized all nice and fancy in the cupboard, in the drawer, uh, it looks good. Mm-hmm. Looks like art. So they're saying, take off those uh, cabinet Pes- doors. Those pesky doors. Take off those cabinet doors and just let everyone see what's inside. I feel like this is a rich person. Person trend, one hundred percent. Because rich person, rich rich persons, yeah, them rich persons, rich persons with their fancy words, um, rich people have matching coordinated dishes. They're good, right? They don't have the the crazy cactus lime green cups that you stole back in 2013 as your go-to glassware. Or right? just random pint glasses oh, that you yeah, sniped from local restaurants. Or that you got with a case of beer or something mm-hmm. like that. Like middle class families, I don't feel like this is a trend for you. Or the cupboard that we have um, has like all of Fiona's stuff in it, so mm-hmm. it's like rainbow colored plates and yeah, same. cups with orange straws. Oh, just, I don't want anyone seeing that? Nothing but bottles and little sippy cups and stuff like that. No, like art, and then we have the other trend they're saying is like let the spice drawer, like the spice drawer. Oh, take that door off as well. Like with all your spices, because uh, with all the way that the like uh, the, the the labels look now, it looks like art. Again, you got to keep it organized. Yeah, you also all the time. have to buy jars and keep buy the labels. Yeah. Keep them all filled. I've got a hodgepodge of 18 different brands of spice jars. I do have them arranged by brand. I, I, I'm weary of this trend. Usually I'm all, I'm, I'm all on these new kitchen trends. I like being trendy like that, but taking the doors off the cabinets, letting everyone see what's in there, that's where, that's where I hide the shame. That's why there are cupboard doors. Everyone has kitchen <laughs> shame, and you just hide it in the cupboard doors. Boom, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. John Mulaney, he is a comedian. He is currently on tour. Uh, I find him very funny. If you watch the animated comedy on Netflix, Big Mouth, you might agree. Uh-huh. Very talented guy. Uh, he's having a bit of a, well, it's a rule, I guess, would you call it, at his shows. It's a no cell phone, no smartwatch, no device show. You can't bring your phones into his show. Jack White has the same rule. He has the same no phone rule. You can't bring your phones in there. Just sit down, stand up, whatever you want to do, and enjoy the show. And I get that. But at the same time, uh, the procedure that they have listed on how it works yeah. is that, first of all, you have to like take off your eye watch if you're wearing one. You mm-hmm. have to take your phone and secure it in a yonder case that will be opened upon exit. Guests maintain possession of their phone, so you keep your phone, but it's in a locked case. Mm-hmm. If required, guests can actually access their phones at a designated phone use area and then they will be resecured in that yonder case before returning back to your seats anybody who uses their phone or doesn't give it up escort it out You're see done. you later yeah i like that rule and i just think like policing that must be a huge pain in the you know what because you have to like everybody has to put their phone in the case oh how do these work i forget my code i just think wow all that work to just not have anybody record it well also too you're you're destroyed 
distracted by this rule. Ironically, the rule in place yes. to keep you focused on the stage, uh-huh. on the entertainment, is actually distracting you. Because instead of focusing on the jokes, you're sitting there looking in the crowd. Is anyone on their phones? Hey, this guy's on his is phone! Is anyone breaking the rules over here? This guy, that guy, Section F-014, get him! Get him! That's what it, you're going to be doing. Is it because, like... John Mulaney doesn't want his material leaked no, or like is he recording a special? No, he wants it to be like, hey, my comedy is so good. You you don't want to be distracted for this. It's a cocky, arrogant it power is move, Stacy. Because Stacey. I paid for the ticket. I'll use my phone if I want to. I respect the move. I respect this power move. My comedy is so good that you cannot be distracted. Yeah. You have to be laser focused ballsy. 100% of the time. Hey, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah. Let's hope it pays off for him. <laughs> Seems to be doing okay. Oh, yes. A lot of comedians have this rule now. I think Dave Chappelle also has the same kind of no phones rule. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just honor system it, though. What don't you go had- on your phones. Just have that like message on the screen beforehand. Don't be a dink. Stay off your phone. That Let's use that. Don't be a dink. Stay, Stay off, off your, your phone. phone. And if you're on your phone, you're, you're a, a dink. dink. Right. And everyone can point at you and call you a dink. dink. There you go. Stacey and Clayton. Weekday mornings 6 to 10 on Cruise.